So um, uh, I got this call. I just think this is funny. Well, before I do that, let me start with this. Um, I'm going to be really honest with you. Um, and I do this as a joke. A um, lot of times I tell people that I've cooked something, such as co cookies, I guess that's baking, um, and then offer it to somebody and say, oh, I made these. I got to be honest. I don't cook. Um, and I usually offer the what somebody made back to the very person that made them, and then I say, oh, I made these. Here, here you go. No. Um, I actually am just being trying to be funny because I have no skill at cooking. Now, I can cook. Um, people have eaten my food and gone on to live fairly normal lives. But if you know me, I'm not going to spend more than five minutes on the microwave cooking something. If it takes longer than that, I'm not interested in eating it. It's got to be quick. I honestly got a bowl of cereal works great for me for dinner because I, I don't want to be spending much time. I hate like, I have some friends who love to spend their time in the kitchen cooking. Oh, great mother of God. Um, uh, anyhow, uh, so I, I'm just being funny. If I offer um, <laughs> Marilyn cookies that she baked me, say, here, I made these. Um, but I don't consider that lying. Let's say that. But, so, now, different story. So, um, somebody called me because they said their priest... Um, had to leave for six months and no contact because he had a concussion. And they said, what, you know, where is he? And how, what about this concussion? And I said, you know, I'm not a medical expert, but I feel like I always give advice anyhow. Um, but usually, and you're a doctor, usually if you have head trauma, the solution is not to travel abroad for six months. Um, I'm just saying, usually they, that's one of the organs that's kind of key in the body. Uh, traveling abroad with a head trauma is probably not a good idea. So then uh, last week, somebody called me, not from here, said, yeah, our priest had a concussion, has to be gone for six months. Um, <laughs> and I said, he probably just has like an alcohol problem or something. It's not a head trauma. Does that like... Once again, they're not going to have you travel abroad for, with a head trauma. Then, actually, I think it was last week, once again, somebody mentioned uh, their priest, another diocese, had a concussion. <laughs> and so I said, oh, for the love of God, they ought to issue bicycle helmets the moment a priest gets ordained because <laughs> there's a lot of head trauma out there. But do you really get what's going on? Either there's a, like an alcohol problem or something sent to treatment, and that's just what a diocese says to... Does that make sense? Now, <clears throat> and that's fine, that's just a political move, except I don't really like it. I don't like it because you start to lie, and you don't know... Like, they've done interesting studies. You start to lie, then your whole life becomes a lie. There's this great book by Dan Aronelli on honesty, and you kind of, in the, it doesn't matter how small the lie is, they've done this. You tell one little lie, then you start to think, well, everybody lies. And your lying increases more and more and more. Lying is, is really odd. They've done this study. You lie, you lie more. Um, and Christ 
In the gospel, Christ is truth. And so, you know, if you choose to start telling lies because it's convenient for you, um, it's, and it's not a joke, it's a deception. What they find out is that you start to lie more and more and more. And Christ is truth. And so you've moved away from truth, but none of your theological ideas, your beliefs, have changed. You've just disconnected yourself from the source of truth. You've kept all your, um, uh, your beliefs, but your practice is that you've detached yourself from Christ. And so really everything in your life, life becomes a little bit more of a lie and a lie and a lie. And then one more thing. There's this... Um, uh, um, oh, so Christ, Christ says, everything in secret will be revealed. Uh, no, all truths will be revealed. Well, if that's the case, why lie? You're not going to get away with anything. You're just going to move more into the darkness and lie more and more. Then this other book I read, I love this book, was on this spy master, which we all know I was meant to be an international spy. Um, but like he trains people how to be spies and he trains people how to flip foreign agents into becoming double agents. So I just love that book. And so one of the, well, it's the main tactic. The main tactic that they use is don't tell lies. And if you wanna flip somebody, if you wanna work an asset, then all you have to do is say, you know, let's say Pete worked, works for, I don't know, Russia. Um, all you have to do is say, Pete, the United States will give you $50,000 if you just give us a telephone book from the embassy. And the guy, the asset always thinks, oh, that's so stupid. You can get a telephone book on any corner. You know, you know so it's, yeah, we'll take the 50000 This is the moment you join in that lie, um, we own you. Because the United States, they'll just take the telephone book and throw it away. They don't need that. What they need is for you to lie. And then you work the lie more and more and more and more so that eventually you can go to Pete and say, hey, Pete, this is what we want you to do. And if you don't do it, we have video of you giving us a telephone book and doing this. It's all innocent stuff, but you lied. And what will your government do when they found out you've been dealing with us? Does that make sense? And so like the study on lying, yeah, you know, none of your beliefs changed, but a little lie starts to web more and more and more. They found the opposite. Let's say you decide to become more and more honest and forthright. Wow, it's really interesting. You become more and more honest. You find more areas to be more and more honest. And so even like the concussion issue, I get it. It's just a, you know, political speak. But the problem is the church is supposed to be this light of truth in the world. Um, and if you start lying, you are owned. And oh, the spy master, and I really love this. The spy master said, uh, and I thought this was a great line. He says, you know, you can never turn a happy person. Isn't that kind of interesting? He says, I, you know, there's nothing, if you're happy, I can't flip you. He says, because if Pete's happy, and he loves his wife and his family, what is $50,000 gonna give him? You know, he, he's already very happy. He doesn't wanna live a lie and he doesn't, does that make any sense? So he said, um, you can only turn somebody who is really already an unhappy person. 
that if you think money will make your life better, um, anybody who's really happy, they don't want to lie. I just thought that was really interesting. And the church is supposed to be this light of truth. And so Jesus mentions, who puts a, lights a lamp and puts it on a, a bushel basket? Everything will be revealed. And so, like, I like this gospel because we are supposed to be this light of truth and forgiveness. But the more and more we lie to ourselves, the more and more you lie. And pretty soon you're separated from Christ, the source of life. And you still think that you're orthodox. But the way you've chosen to lie, actually you've detached yourself. And so for us as a church, um, I really do hope we're on the side that if, you, if your desire is to become more honest, you do become more honest. If our desire is to be more truthful, we will become more truthful and be more and more connected to Christ. Then we have credibility as a church. If anybody can look at us and say, oh, you guys lied about this, you lied about that, you lied about that, we're casting a shadow in the world. And so all of us have to make this choice that really, no, I don't want to lie, not even political, policy-speak lie, because it just detaches me from Christ. I'll think I'm religious, but I'm not connected to the light. My prayer is that we all have this desire to become more and more honest and forthright, and our whole church becomes a place that Satan can't turn us, uh, can't flip us into an asset for evil, because we live in the light. Hello, this is Father Len McMillan. I'd like to take a moment to thank you for listening to our podcast. If they've been a blessing to you, I'd also like to invite you to prayerfully discern supporting the podcast financially. Your generosity would help support the ongoing production and distribution of the podcast. If you'd like to make a donation, you can simply click the link in the podcast description. Be sure to tell us your donation is for the podcast in the comment section of the submission form. Again, thank you for your support as we seek to share the good news of the gospel. May God bless you for your generosity.